here when he walked up very I don't want to say negatively how about Griffinly hilarious where he just was like yeah I got, you know I got this pile of lotion but like you know and like you know like you know I got, they want me to go back like a fourth time you know and uh doing all that and I was just like and I'm super positive and he'll tell you that he busts my balls always about being glass half full but uh uh until Mad TV got pulled after it's one season thanks CW I've said it before and I'll say it again you <laughs> fucked it up I just want to say I, I I just realized Eric Griffin won't book the version of himself as a Muppet but you will yes you nailed the Griffin Muppet voice. yeah I wish uh, he's the most Muppety the most which is a show I will host Gonzo? that he will win yeah <laughs> but so he was here walking through the aisles and and uh or the, the hallway and he um I was just like I don't know why dude but I it's almost like the feeling you get when you get deja vu yeah I just had this overwhelming and I was just like the way you're talking about it and the way whatever I was like you're gonna get it and I was like and I'm not spiritual or I, I mean, told him the same thing I do believe in uh karma and I do believe in um things happen for the you know so were you also a blade of grass in your last life we'll be right back <laughs> we'll be right back Leo what the fuck <laughs> wait what does that mean karma well it's like you oh. come back around you know oh okay yeah I feel like my last life is very short lived oh, so you believe in the last life stuff I mean I think I've been here more than once I, see and I do want to believe in that yeah but I don't want to believe or I, I I want to believe in that the way I want to believe that there's a Bigfoot. I also don't want to come back in the next life as a fucking loser. You know, have you yeah. ever thought about that? Yeah. Yeah. I do think I've heard some stories about people saying like, you know, uh, like about grandparents or stuff coming back and reincarnating in other way. Like, and this even, is deep. We're yeah. getting really deep. Yeah. Right out of the gate. We right. do. I love that for us. There'll be comedy. <laughs> will be comedy. Um, I asked you before we started recording if um, your folks care that you marry a member of the tribe, mm. Jew. Jew. And you said, no, at this point. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, um, horses have semen, you <clears throat> yeah, know, so right. does anyone. So they're so let's just, they're into bestiality. They're into bestiality. They want you to be happy. They want me to have eggs that are planted. Yeah. Yeah. Does it matter for you? Mm. Complicated question. Yeah. I think that's why I'm holding off on the vaccine because I don't want my children to come out like gremlins. Oh. Should I have any? But yeah. I am very invested in the idea of having a surrogate. So if you're out there and you want $90,000 that I don't have yet, but will soon. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, you will because Clubhouse is about to change their name to Leah's house. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. <clears throat> um, I have a lot of questions. Leah's about house. That. Yeah. H A U S. Yes. We'll right. I, I did we'll spray right tan for you. <laughs> you did. You said you spray tan for me, which is very sweet. You're welcome. Um, is that a big deal for girls out here or girls in general? To spray tan? <clears throat> Do you have COVID? No. 
just I'm always clearing my throat. It's, would, it's weed, residual weed over 15, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like I wish COVID had a, a record of everyone who had it before you. Yeah. You know, like how Genghis Khan, it's like everyone is probably related to him. I want to yes. be like, I got Adam Ray strain of COVID. So. Oh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's like a good Like bragging rights. Yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah. How much are you talking about COVID on stage right now? I saw you just did a show last night. I talked a lot about Judaism because it was Holocaust Remembrance Day. Good for you. Thank you. That's crazy, by the way. I know. And it is nice to even throw light on that because we are entering a time where there, I there a should be- I threw on it. What's that? I said I threw a menorah on it. <laughs> Good for you. And that's my time. Thank you so much, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> uh, people are Googling what a menorah is yeah, right now. Yeah, they're like, what? No, we have a lot of Jews uh, that listen. But uh, in this day and age where there's so much at your fingertips, information-wise- and you would think it's a time where, oh, there's probably no opportunity to not remember the Holocaust or anything tied to that horrific time. But because <laughs> there's whole, so much stuff and people are, I mean, I've definitely <sighs> spoken to high school classes and referenced it as far as like things that you learn yeah. and saw a room full of kids being like, was that a band? <gasps> and I'm like, whoa. Well, on Clubhouse fuck? yesterday, there was... <clears throat> There were several several survivors. Holocaust survivors. That's crazy. We had one on, on the Passover Seder. We did. Sammy Steigman. And he spoke and my mom cried and she called me after and she said it was very impactful and she loved it. Wow. I know. You know, I, I keep thinking about like, what if Hitler was a woman? Have you ever thought about that? That's how I'll know times have changed. Wow. When there's a female dictator. <clears throat> and we will not stop until we get what we want. Oh my God. <laughs> Instead of a mustache, it's just straight across bangs. Very funny. Thank you. Very, did you do this last night? Yeah, I did. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Don't mind that you're working it out here. Thank you. Um, Clubhouse. Don't you hate when your friends try bits on you? And you're no. like, can you? Oh, you don't? No. Oh, yeah, me neither. Are you kidding me? Done it. Uh, you're doing it right now. This, whole, this is all this bit. All this bit, is yeah. going to be an hour long bit that I try to just sell as a special. Great. Congratulations. You need content. Um, you need content. What? Okay. So, first of all, where are you from? Ask your questions. Where are you Adam. from? <laughs> I'm from New York. Because we know each other, but we don't know each other. I know. Gorgeous Jews should know each other. Hilarious. <laughs> but there is something, and you, I want to, you to answer this first, because yeah. Eric and I were talking about, I go, how many people have like reached out to you during this whole time? And he goes- Leo Lamar. <laughs> for sure. He goes, but not as many as, I, he goes, I go, what has it made you realize uh, about friendships? Because, uh, you know, I feel like I've had- some more than others and some and then I've reached out and it's not been reciprocated. I'm like, oh whoa. No really excuse, no real excuse throughout most of this to not get back because it's like, oh sorry, I was not outside, not working, not uh yeah, I just you're dead to me. You know, like what do you say at that point? Eric's like, I realize a lot of my friendships at the comedy store in particular mm. aren't real. Mm. And I was like, I could have told you that. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> but you also like it's fun to look, we all have a lot of and I guess friend maybe is a loose term, but but um, but I think we all have a lot of people that you see around, you like to see them, you've chummed it up, you go, eh, be cool if we chummed it up more. Like we've been on a lot of shows together, been at clubs, and then just always moving and shaking. And it's like never an opportunity. And then, and then I, and I know I'm guilty of this where I don't go out of my way a lot to hang because I just uh, am just. Like, busy having a successful career? It's all relative, but busy trying to <laughs> not- uh, Happy relationship? Yeah, just- I It just feels like you're rubbing it in now, you know? No, oh my God, no. <laughs> I call those work friends. Which I also think are, mm. but like I, but then the times when I get pulled into and I and I go, fuck, don't, 
go hang. Like this, what you got into all this is because you love it and it's fun. And I've done a lot of that. And then I always, um, but I could always, always tell just from being around you that I was like, oh, I bet we'd have a fun hang. Yeah, we'd have a fun. Yeah. Hang. Um, I mean, weren't I just... we at Ben Glebe's party together, right? Ben's birthday party. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And had like that was maybe like the first few conversations we had that were outside of a comedy club, which is always the place to do that. I agree. Because it's more real. Because people's guards are just a little more down. At comedy clubs, don't you feel like it's so networky? Yes. Everyone's just trying to suck each other's dicks. Yes. I'm like, my knees are bruised, babe. I've got nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. How do you balance that? <laughs> On one knee. We'll be right back. <laughs> um, you're speaking in commercial teasers. Um, wait, so. I don't, but, I don't do it anymore. I'm at the point where people are calling me so much that I. Okay, well, take me before Clubhouse, though. Like, how were okay, you? Okay, so when no one was calling me? Sure. <laughs> well, how were you? Yeah, how were you navigating through Hollywood and trying to, how much you said, like, did you get to a point to where you're like, I can't, I don't have the energy to to schmooze anymore and I just need to, like, focus on the craft? I've what? never had the energy to schmooze. I hate schmoozing. I've never loved something more than a pandemic that allows oh, wow. me to have no FOMO because there aren't even parties to go to where I'm never going to show up to anyway. Gotcha. You're not, so you're not social like that you never i'm such an introvert i'm cool. an i'm a extroverted introvert gotcha you know like for every hour i spend with people i need 25 by myself okay so it's interesting because i think there are a lot of comics that i can even think of who don't schmooze like oh, yeah. when i was at gotham uh, a couple years ago jerry seinfeld dropped in mm -hmm. and they were like don't look at jerry don't talk to jerry like it was kind of odd Whoa. he went on stage he crushed i mean just murdered yeah. he did this like eight minute bit about raisins and i was like i'll never be this funny i know yeah just never it's i'll fine, never though. be this funny but that's jerry's journey and then he got he left and we didn't get to talk to him and i actually bumped <laughs> into him accidentally and i felt very stupid but i was like i touched jerry um but i didn't mean to i didn't even realize it was him for a second yeah Ooh, fumble and um yeah, I mean, I think I aspire to just get in, get out. Okay. I think there are some people, in a way, who are just about the craft. And I think we can agree that not all comedians are good people. Yes. And so I don't like just hanging out to be seen. I don't need to do that. Yeah. I don't I don't want to be around just so people remember that I'm aware, that I'm, like, there. Yeah. I want them to be like, oh, Leah, so funny, so cool to see her here. Cool, yeah. And I would like to be her friend in a real way instead of in this fake way at this club where we all feel like we need to right. say, like everyone needs to get a joke in and who's funnier on top of each other screaming over each other. Sure. You get it. Which is fun in a certain light. Doses. But maybe out, doses, but maybe outside of the club, yeah. right? With people that you have rapport with and then it's fun. But um, well, I never see Ali Wong or Andrew Schultz hanging out. Like I don't see Schumer around, yeah. Sarah Silverman. And when they do, they... I feel like we see these these stars come drop in, they do their sets, they hang for like five, ten, and then leave. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. And I also feel like because they have happy lives or probably successful careers that but they don't. no, I think you're also honest to me. It's also like just what you want and what's like. Are you trying to hang and get somewhere based on that? Which look, the the networking part is a part of it all, and you're now truly living and breathing that with Clubhouse. But also someone like you, right? You do your set and then you're like, I have to go to bed because I have to wake up at 5 a.m. to get to set. Yeah. So I think, it just gave that to you, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's true, but also you're welcome. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not uh, but, I, but I also have, I, I did all that early on, the like yeah. hanging, because it was also, and not, and partly because it was like, 
you know, said that it was important, the hang was important, which I do think it is to a certain extent. And, you know, I've seen you hang in and, and you're good at it. So you have to do that part because also it helps what I found what I was doing it for was because it made me comfortable. And when I was at the comedy store a yeah. lot, I was like, I want to not feel when I would just come and leave. Uh, that's what she said that I would. No, uh, she didn't say that, actually. I don't think any woman has ever said that. Google what she said. We'll check. My mom has a blog and it's called. Improv and stuff. Was your mom like even a horse? Anyone will do as long as they have semen. My mom uh, got has gotten filthier as the years have gone by. Cool. It's very She's a cool. cool mom. She's not a regular mom. It's very cool because my first few years of doing stand-up, she was just like, why would you say that? And I was like, I don't know. It sounded funny. But it wasn't. Well. I used to tell jokes that my dad didn't talk to me for over a year. Whoa. What are one of those jokes? I'm not going to repeat it because oh. I don't want to lose my dad again. Thank you. And <laughs> Boo, uh, look, just because you don't have a dad doesn't mean that I'm not allowed to have oh, one. Oh, <laughs> I do, but he did leave. Did he leave? Trigger. I'll, yeah. Every time I've hear, heard you do stand up, you're like, I have a single mom. And so I'm yeah. like, oh, what happened? Well, I had a single mom. Oh. She got married. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Oh my God. Roll her that was... <laughs> ah, Wait, what? Woo. Actually, we're not allowed to yell on roller coasters because of COVID. So. I know. I know. It's fucked. Um, okay. So. No but, joy. It's but, like Footloose, but for theme parks, you know? Haven't seen it. No dancing. But I know what it is. Never mind. Go on. It's okay. Um, <laughs> one's gonna bomb every wait, now and then. No, again. you said you hadn't seen. What did I say earlier? And we got off it. We, Big fish, not Bigfoot. <laughs> there was a movie you said, and I was about to ask you. Oh, fuck, there was something earlier, and it's all right. I'll think of it. At the clubs, hanging out. Okay, at the club. Essential to the whole world for me to be comfortable there, right? Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to walk up and feel like I'm a stranger, so I need to kick it a little bit more just to have some familiar faces in the uh, repertoire. And then also, I don't know, it does make you feel more a part of the world when you aren't just um, popping in and popping out. Absolutely. That being said, I think you just get to a point to where you're like, all right, my time is, I got to like manage my time better. There's no rule book for as a comedian. like, And that's, I think, I mean, you tell me what's the biggest thing you think comedians struggle with um, eating disorders, mental illness. So what's the second thing? <laughs> <laughs> Tying their shoelaces, having yeah. shoes, yeah. having too many roommates in the same bedroom. Yikes. Anything else? Did you move out here by yourself? I did. From? New York. Okay. Thank you. And you came out here for what? Dramatic acting. Cool. <sighs> Who do you want to be? Or what? Natalie Portman, obviously. Cool. But yeah, that didn't happen for me. Like no strings attached or like Black Swan? What do you oh. mean didn't happen? You're just getting going, aren't you? Well, look. Are you like 50? <laughs> I, I have drank the blood of lots of open mics. Yeah, you are. I feel like you're just getting going. No, I, 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 am, I am just getting going. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, when I came out here, I genuinely thought I'd be like the young ingenue in a Star Wars film. Cool. How delusional, you know? By the way, you if you're coming out here with no delusion, <laughs> yeah, you're go not. back home. If you didn't book a one-way ticket to Delusion Island on Delusion <laughs> Airways, fucking... Spirit would be the only other airline to take out here, but they don't have flight attendants who can see. And you're like, pardon me, where's my free champagne? And they're like, um, can you not speak? Your yeah. breath smells horrible. Not speak, you're on Spirit Airlines, yeah. and if you have to use the bathroom, ask that guy you're to You're sitting in mouth. the bathroom, yeah. yeah. Um, you flew here on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I saw a joke of yours real quick. Sorry, Tangent City, but about your favorite chair. Well, was you the can do Tangent City in Delusionville, so. You can. Continue. Your favorite seat, your favorite chair <laughs> is a toilet because that's the one where you can, only one you can lose weight on. Yeah. Very funny. Thank you. You did it in New York at the stand. Great club and it got a lot of laughs. Uh, Rita told me never to tell that joke again. Rita from the improv? Yeah. All right. Well, and and I was like, <laughs> "Honey, you can do it all the time." Thank you. She said, "You're a very good writer. Don't tell the toilet joke." That's a very funny joke. I think that I think that there's a disconnect between women and being filthy. There's a difference between dirty and filthy. Yeah, and I'm both. Yeah, but that I didn't. I have a literal potty mouth. Thank you. Great. That's my time. I am not opposed to filth. <laughs> also, not opposed to girls being filthy. Uh, you're like a dream man but also <laughs> but also like I don't know funny's funny yeah and it's not like you said like look for anybody and and this is true male or female uh if you were like the chair's the best seat because that's where I get my best shits on <laughs> like look okay you laughed so that's uh, like it's the voice no, in the it, shoulders it was, it was the voice in the shoulders it but, wasn't the joke but, but I loved it but male or female I would have been like ah you know what I'm saying but that's just me I don't like that descriptive about anything, unless it's a very funny, dumb and dumber type story. But guess what? Even that story, if you had a crazy accident, you can find ways to not be super descriptive. So I thought that was not that. So that's crazy that she said it was. Well, what I'm working on now is getting a, a long story that's punched with jokes and that it's 100 percent clean. Mm. And it is so hard. Yeah. Don't. I Trying. I'm trying my best. Don't. I'm really trying my best. Boy. It's just right there. It's the, the pandemic, lowest hanging fruit. How are people more, are, are things getting sexualized more because we're starting to come out of I the pandemic? I am so horny. I don't oh, know what God. to do with myself. Hello? What are we, who are you looking for? What Anyone, can we get you? Anything that oh, moves or breathes. No, I'm very picky. I mean, I, I would love to meet a woman who's like, I don't care. Every, every woman says they're picky. Yeah. I mean. Are you more picky coming out of the pandemic? Yeah, because now I actually have um, value as a human being. And by that, I mean self-esteem. Can yeah. you believe? It's big. It's big. And it trying to cool. find a mate, having some sort of self-worth is key. Yes. And and I have some deal breakers that mm. I know now I, I cannot. Anything, anything other than the deal breakers. What are the red flags for Leah Lamar? Well, I need you to be six feet, 10 inches, and that's two separate measurements. Great. Whoa. <laughs> so you want a dwarf with a huge wing? No, a six foot tall man is not I a dwarf. No. But a 10 inch. I was saying a 10 inch man with a six foot. Oh, hilarious. You switched it. Yes. And I didn't pick up on it. Boy. Damn. Am I even in comedy? I don't know. We'll be right back. Delusionville. Um, back to drama for me. Okay, so. You came here from New York. Did you do college in New York? I did college in Virginia. I went to the University of Virginia. Cool. Yeah. Studied theater. I studied uh, biochemistry. Whoa. Thank you, sir. Hats off to Mr. Jefferson. Why? And uh, we're not sure. I, I really valued science. Cool. And unlike America. You know, science is just. Oh, it's like I, I opened it up for you. <laughs> and I wish I, I really would. I just thought that was one of, that to me is crazier than grabbing by the pussy. What do scientists know? <laughs> science, give me a break. You can grab a scientist pussy by the. But I don't know. By the vaccine. By the vaccine. Wait, was that Connery? Take it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that was. Have you tried a Trump? No. Can you try one? I don't think it'll be. All right. Well, I did spray tan for you. So I got Do the, the hands. Hand. Okay. 
oh, oh, and then it's going to be the greatest. Oh, the greatest vaccine. You're that, making me very happy oh, right oh, now. You're oh, making me very, oh, oh, okay. Now I feel ooh, like you're doing. Oh, uh, it's, it's a guy who plays Chip or Dale at Disneyland, but they told him that the suit wasn't dry. But they go, go out there anyway and just do what Chip or Dale would do. I'm a chimpanzee <laughs> having an orgasm. Oh, oh, that's good. Oh. That's good. Can we accept that? Yes, we can. Okay, ding, 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 points. So biochemistry uva i never really fit the dress code there it was like guys and ties girls and pearls i just don't look good with cum on my neck are they freaks in that world no <laughs> well yes all the christian girls were good christian girls so they had anal so that they were still virgins for Ugh, their husband I and i was like was talking about who's this. more of a whore in the lord the eyes of the lord the jewish girl having proper sex or the christian girl having anal? who decided the butt was like not i'm still an anal virgin you're welcome future husband likewise I, pro- I don't really? think yeah. I didn't see that for you really yeah god do I have anal energy you do have you have big <laughs> anal energy yeah Coming you have big glory hole anal energy yikes yeah just not it was after the for me if I yeah. get <laughs> once it's just ass cheek spreading the bu- <laughs> what if that oh nobody ever did that nobody ever put like a oh, thing like with a him booty. like oh. like him going spread him or I don't know wow. what he would say Mike Pence hello you in there yeah he he eats the booty I bet he does I bet Trump is no, I bet he's no. never done anything for anyone. Correct. Yikes. Hard stance. Yeah, really hard stance. Hot take. All Hot right, take. so you came out here because you were like, biochem's not for me. LA has always been on the vision board or what? Yeah, and also um, at UVA, they hated Jews. For real? Yeah. Central Virginia, 70% in-state Virginians. And they were like, but where do you keep them horns? And I was like, LOL. <laughs> uh, for real? Just on my face. Okay. and um, That's so <laughs> fucked. Yeah, it was very scary. I, w- I had a roommate who actually believed in the rapture. Oh, my God. And we were driving to go visit my parents for Thanksgiving from Virginia to New York is like a seven and a half hour drive. And yeah. it was a long drive because she started it with, you know, I'm just so grateful you're Jewish because when the rapture happens and her father was a pastor in a mega church in Little Rock, Arkansas, she's like, when the rapture happens, I get sent up to heaven and you get a second chance to come to heaven after seven years if you survive all the plagues on earth and you decide to accept Jesus's light into your heart, then you can come and be with me in heaven. Isn't that fun? And I was like, I need to pull over the car (laughs) (laughs) because I have a feeling my very Jewish family might not enjoy you. They might not be so grateful you're coming over for Thanksgiving. What the fuck? It was crazy. What? So I've never truly endured any sort of anti-Semitic. What? Yeah, I mean, in does the that form... mean you're a hotter Jew than me? Nope. In the form of <laughs> yes, in the form of uh, friends who just grow up that are ignorant and like think that yeah. they want to. Once you start to try to be I have a friend back home now, who still after all these years makes these really aggressive Jew jokes. Oh, do you have those people? That because he but. Partly it's, yeah, he definitely Do you, Are is you from Detroit? You have Detroit Seattle. energy. Yeah, I mean, I should have guessed from the hat, but yes. I didn't. He's, uh, but it's weird. <laughs> he, he, it's his way of like also like connecting with me comedically. He thinks that I think it's funny because, so it, I, I give him a little benefit of the doubt, but it's the only taste I've really had of somebody like making me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. about it. So that's crazy. So I that mean, contributed to you wanting to come out here, yeah? I under Yeah, and I understand why people hate us. I mean, we control the banks and the media and Clubhouse. So it's like, mm. We control Clubhouse. Well, I mean, don't we? Whoa. <laughs> Wait, okay, so we're getting there. When you... But but yeah, I did come out here to be a dramatic actor. 
And Did you hop into classes and stuff right away? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the other thing, I was, a, I mean, a classically trained actor. I did some like small off-Broadway shows. Cool. And then I realized I was never going to make it as a musical theater actor on Broadway. Broadway has been my dream. Whoa, She cool. didn't make it on Broadway. Uh-oh. Um, so, but she still needed the microphone. But why do you say didn't make it? Like, I feel like it's... Because it would, well, you know when it's something is your first dream? Sure. And then doesn't happen and you pivot? Yeah. So it's not as if it won't go back there. So yeah. You know how they have uh, Broadway stars become act television actors yeah. and then television actors yes. become Broadway stars yes. and it's just a big vicious cycle? Yes. So I feel like my life ended and began the moment that I auditioned for U2. They had a musical. I thought you meant the band like to be Bono's like triangle I, girl or something. I sang for him. I auditioned in, for, in front of Bono. Go on. I sang Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Oh my and God. And I got a call back and it was very exciting. They were filming the whole thing. It was Mary Jane the musical. Never went. Or maybe it did go and it just had a short limited run. But I didn't even realize I was singing for Bono because I blacked out. I was so nervous. Whoa. And I just improvised most of the lyrics because I literally got so nervous. There's something that happens to me that when I sing, I just completely dissociate. I, I, yeah. Comedy, I don't dissociate. Acting, I don't dissociate. But when I sing, I get so nervous. There's yeah. something so vulnerable about it. Yes. That I, I didn't even it. remember. I couldn't even, I didn't even remember looking Bono in the face. Fuck, is that's your biggest regret? That my career started and ended there. Yeah. With Bono's <laughs> lack of connection. Um, yeah. That's crazy. It was wild. So d did he give you any feedback or? Yeah, he was like, you have a beautiful voice, you little songbird. Oh, really? Well, he didn't say it like that. I don't know. I blacked out. But I got a call back and then that was it. Wow. Um, musical theater. That's okay. So you like to sing. Oh God! <laughs> Delusionville is being crushed. Um, well, so then my delusions got crushed again when I came out here, and a friend, a producer friend, the one person I knew in LA. I'm the only Jew who didn't have any connections in LA, by the way. My family, second, nothing came out of here bones dry. My dad's an architect. They didn't know anyone in the entertainment. Yeah, industry. social worker and a, yeah, what? God. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know. Ooh, so, sorry, social well, worker. Talk about your dad again. Um, hilarious. <laughs> so uh. <Tear>. Um, <laughs> No, uh, by the way, my dad's friend called me yesterday, just quick tangent, and she's like, first of all, everything's fine. I go, what the fuck? She's like, I went over there, his hearing aid was out, he was like, cell phones were both off. I th he was taking a nap. Uh, if I went to the garage, he was taking a nap. I go, in the garage? So is he okay? Does that mean he died in the garage? Because <laughs> I've seen him lean over for vitamin water in the garage and fall on his face. And he can't take any more fucking pinball bounces off the cabinet to the corner of the kitchen reaching for a wheat then i don't want the, i don't want like they're the special they're, these are my favorite kind i don't is want this that. biological dad yeah we got to take the gluten away from him yeah sounds like that's really the problem here he's fine okay uh spoiler alert um but yeah i should have asked so <laughs> i'm a bad friend so i'm a work friend now no, <laughs> i got demoted hilarious wait so um coming here with no connections by the way is a big deal i was just saying this the other day i have a lot of respect for anybody who moves here completely blind with just a dream yes yeah it's a like because i also know a handful of people that have come here for two three five years at most and then left because they were just like couldn't do it an, and not enough people leave to be honest hilarious there are a lot of hanger honors that well, stage a lot of five fake until you make it there's and you figure that out pretty quick being here of like yeah. the people that are just like i have no plan b and i but that also doesn't mean that i'm uh that's matched with the uh, work ethic and just the 
hustle, but that's such a vague term. The um, uh, the love for it all and wanting to like you know uh, really loving that they're doing it and not again like going to places just because you're like I need to like network, but being like oh that'll be a fun thing to go do because I think for me keeping that aspect of all of it is uh, so important. Like I've always said, like, man, if I start to, and it's happened the last couple of years for sure, where I have to be a little more active on like making sure that I'm having fun with whatever it is and having it not start to feel like work or yeah. just letting not where I am or where I'm, where I think I should be like affect that it's like, why, why did I want to do any of this in the first place? It's so funny looking at you telling me this when I'm thinking about my own journey and it's been such a battle. People never see the behind the scenes. Oh. And and everyone talks about this, right? It's like, oh, an overnight star, overnight sensation. It's like, bitch, I was catering yesterday, you know? Yeah. Not yesterday, actually, but, you know, the last five and a half years I've been here. You've been here how long? Well, let, let's call it five and a half. Okay. It's probably, did you, did it's you just have a stroke or it's was six. that a side wink? It's six. Okay. Okay. But I just don't want to really count the pandemic. No. <laughs> So, so I've only been here for five years. So I tried to split the difference. Yes. Thank you. I was like, it was like a white lie instead of a full lie. Yep. Thank you. And then I had to out myself because I'm a really bad liar. Yep. Thank you. So <laughs> is that going to thank you is going to be your like, thank get, you. That's going to be your get her done. Are you a people pleaser? No. I love that. I'm working on that. Are you a doormat? Define doormat. Can I walk all over you, Adam? No. Although it just happened recently, kind of. I'll oh, tell no. you off cam. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by 5-4 Clothing and the Menlo House. If you know anything about me, you know that I like clothes. I love to buy them. I love to wear them. That's what they're for. And you only look good if you feel good, right? That's where 5-4 Clothing comes in. I've been fucking with 5-4 Clothing for years now. They got this company, Menlo House, that's got 5-4 New Republic Grand Running Club and Melrose Place all under the Menlo House banner. And it's a baller clothing company for dudes. They've got t-shirts, shirts, jackets, sweaters, jeans, pants, shorts, activewear, shoes, accessories, and more. And what you do is you give them your sizes, okay, your fit and your style, and they curate the perfect package for you and send it to you monthly. If you want to join the club, the Menlo Club Monthly, it's $59 a month, and you get over $240 worth of apparel. Again, it's the shit. There's other brands out there and companies that do this, but I only fuck with the Menlo House because... Well, they're the best. You know, the clothes always fit me perfectly, and I always get compliments on the jackets, the shirts, just got some new hoodies and pants, and they fit me to a T, and that's what you want in your clothes. So, got a special deal for you guys right now. If you go on over to themenlohouse.com, M-E-N-L-O, house.com, and use the promo code 40MENLOALN, you're going to get $40 off your first month for your discount package, okay? $40 off the first month. And that includes the Arrowhead button-down plus the Cali Chinos and more. So go to themenlohouse.com, use the promo code 40MENLOALN, 40-M-E-N-L-O-A-L-N, and get $40 off your first month, all right? Start looking good and feeling good, and you can't do that unless you're in 5-4 clothing. Um, we'll I take on later. burdens. Especially oh. a family, like, and I'm a. You used uh, to do that. Don't do that anymore. I moderated between my sister and mom when I was eight, like for probably. Have three you ever years. been to therapy? Nope. Okay, we'll talk about this offline. But I suppress it, and I, uh, and I just go. Or actually, you know what I do? I suppress it, and then I go. I look at it, and I go, dwell on it, move on, chalk it up, learn from it. Boom. Oh, 
yeah. wow. Men's brains work so differently. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But also mm. I understand the value. Have I been told to go to therapy by my mom and fiance? Yeah. But not be not for like terrible reasons, just of like Is anyone in your family an alcoholic? No. Workaholic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about this offline. But just the the taking on of burdens. Emotionally more so and financially. In the I get past it. Couple years. I don't I don't this take on burdens you. anymore. This you was don't. about me, but you did make it about yourself, which I love for us. That's what we do here as Jews. But we do. <laughs> but you also but it's a testament to you because you made me feel like I could say that stuff. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, did I make you feel safe and Yeah. So well, don't get used to it. <laughs> okay. I am not. So um you came out here to sing and act. I came out here to act once my singing dream was crushed. Great. And so got into classes and then needed a job and you start doing what? Well, so here's the funny thing. I had worked as a production assistant at Radical Media in New York okay. and a receptionist. Awesome. So I feel like you'd crush that. I mean, I have no good bedside manner. The phone rings. What happens? Can I fucking help you? Whoa. I hate customer service. So you were looking to get fired. I couldn't believe that no one would fire me. Whoa. No one would fire me. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm really not an asset. You'd say that on the no, phone. No, I would just know. Oh, you know, when yeah. it's like your first job out of college, you're like, you don't care. You don't care. Yeah, you're like, this is not where I'm going to end up. So fuck it. No, and also, why was I sitting behind a desk? Yeah. I mean, for me, I just crumble into nothingness mm. when I'm in an office atmosphere. Yes. You know, I I used to come into work at a crop top, and they'd be like, I'm like, why won't anyone fire me? You know, I just I'm not made for an office environment. Gotcha. I'm inappropriate. I'm not good with people. Yes. You know, it's just like a whole. Um, so then the catering job, that happened for real? Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What haven't I done? Oh, wow. Bartending, catering. Whoa. Um, I mean, I used to have two jobs at the time. At a time. So people person. The, so a job where you can interact. And and I work really well off of tips yes. in terms of bartending was good for me. Catering was good for me. Yes. Serving was good for me. I don't have the moves to be like a dancer. So unfortunately, no prostitution well, or stripping. That attitude, but I know. I, I don't have the face for it either. Unless someone's like very into like weird neo-Nazi stuff. You know, they'd be like, okay, oh it's like a kink thing. God. But otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I can see the bartending and the catering thing because people person being quick and right and funny mm -hmm. and, and sweet. And even if you're not feeling it, I feel like you can fake the sweetness. If you're like not having a day, you can just throw on the extra smile, right? Also, men tips. love to be treated like trash. Don't know Hilarious. if you realize that. As a bartender? Oh, my God. But also, the other thing is, if you don't give people your number, sometimes they won't tip you. Oh, my God. Are I used to deal with- Are kidding me? I, I'm just, I, I don't deal with any bullshit anymore. I've never been that. I have too much shame around sex to even use it for my professional gain, unfortunately. Mm. It's probably why I haven't gotten anywhere until now. But don't uh, <laughs> ever think that's not- Yeah, that's- I was joking. Oh, you have? No. Oh. Adam. Yeah, I assume not. Also, why is everyone named Adam? What? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I feel like I just saw your last five swipes. <laughs> like, have you ever realized literally there are so few Eves in the world and everyone is named Adam? Quick side note, the only other Jew at Lake Forest Park Elementary from 92 to 95, Adam, Ray, and Eve, Alexander. We'll be right back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. Um, How'd that spare rib look? Delicious. Great. Um, okay. <laughs> so you're, you're <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> so you're hustling and bustling and trying to just keep the dream afloat. Yeah, it was I was I was a hostess at a cafe and a, a brunch spot. 
I making minimum wage, hosting open mics. I mean, you know, like working for $10 an hour. I mean, really, really bottom of the bear, just trying to scrape anything together, piece yeah. things together. And then anytime I'd book something, I'd have the mentality of, I'm quitting this job, bitches, I made it. And then I'd like, wouldn't book a job for another two years. Oh, I'd be like, oof, yeah. oof, yep. can't live off this unemployment money forever. Yep. And oof, it's getting a little close here. Um, I mean, look, right before the pandemic hit, I was really hitting my stride. I finally was like, this is it. Like, I just got the snowball moving. You know, when I was picking up momentum, it was a downhill speed, just like picking up traction so? in the snowball. Um, signed with TalentWorks. Cool. I was getting great auditions constantly. Good. I was hosting at E! for What the Fashion. Cool. And it was just great. Like, everything was kind of coming up. Opportunities were coming. That's yeah. a big deal. Getting to a point to where you're even getting a chance. Mm-hmm. is huge yeah it's all you want when you're out here is it to be able to get in the room and try to get the job and i had a pilot with another female comic who we had a our one of our pilots was in development at full screen cool and then everything, everything came stopped. crashing down and then you thought what i started teaching pilates for my bedroom three times a week every week for exciting or sad both cool I've never been hotter, but no one to see my naked body, so it didn't really matter. Anyway, and uh, I haven't worked the... out in four months. I Don't ask me to bend over unless there's Bitcoin on the floor. You know what I mean? Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I have a Bitcoin question, but I'll save it. Yeah, but, we um, can have a crypto combo. I've gotten very deep into crypto. I'm have. on BitCloud. I've got Bitcoin. I know I've seen I'm that. I'm making NFTs. And, uh, NFTs. I... Do you have Ethereum? What kind of... Do you have MetaMask? Coinbase? Yeah, I need an adult. <laughs> Oh God, I got so nervous right there. Um, I have a friend who's really hard Who? pushing me. <laughs> oh my God, it's a cult. And who's trying to get me to uh, I'm in a big cloud buy group up. Jet. He's like NFT, I mean, yeah. Trying so, to get on Rally.io, I mean, look. He's telling me about like how much, all I see in this text are like, this was worth this much now, now it's this much. You need to buy this, you well, need to do. I'll, I'll give you the rundown. Great. Um, I'm a good work friend. Okay. Am I working my way back into your heart as a regular friend? Always been. Oh. Thanks. So, um, <laughs> okay, so I'm very curious yeah. as to the things people did during this time oh. to like stay positive. Talk to me about that. Well, I've really never been a positive person, so that's an interesting hot take for me. Oh, really? Well, just neurotic Jew. Yes. You know, don't you, do you ever wake up and just every day you're like, is the world going to end today? Um, Moving know. on. It's, so, <laughs> no, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I, I was talking to a Whitney about this last night, uh, about laying in bed and just not having uh, a easy time falling asleep because brain's just racing. And At my best jokes come right before I. I have had now to wake myself to get myself out of the sleep coma where you're just about to fall asleep, but you have a good joke to wake up and write it down. Oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a. By the way, another acquired skill set like auditioning or, you know. Squirting. I don't know. All right, improv don't, stuff. Don't you um, always? Don't you always tell yourself, "I'm gonna remember this in the morning." Yeah. And you never do. Oh, I learned my lesson with that years ago. So I always <laughs> wake up and jot it down or stop. I will be like, "What was my nugget last night that I had to wake up for?" It probably wasn't even that good. If someone's in mid cry telling me about a sick relative or something that just happened, and I have to like stop or look at my phone, I, it's not. It's a challenge to have to like. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Yeah. No. If you put two knees together, they do look like boobs. Go on. You know. Wait. Are you ready for the joke? I thought was so funny. I had to wake up. Yes. God making white women in exchange for being 
able to easily speak to the restaurant manager. I'm going to give you crow's feet at 12. It, like I could have gone to sleep. You know what I mean? I didn't need to wake up no, for that I one. Like that. There's, you're going to be able to spin that into something. That's really funny. I like the idea of just God. What is it? Was it making white women? God making white women. Very funny. Because yeah. there's been a handful of... In exchange what, for being L- a Yelp elite, I will make you age like a prune. That's very funny. Um, okay. So I just have a lot of questions. In exchange for people not caring about your tears anymore. Okay. Go on. Are you Are you an easy crier? Do you cry? Any chance. At what? Movies, comedies, dramas, Broadway. Cool. I cried every time I go to... I actually don't invite people to come to the movies with me anymore. Not that I would have, but because there's a pandemic. But Because you don't want them to see you cry? It's just more of a religious experience for me and to go people solo? just don't understand. Yeah. Bobby Lee and I cried at the Mr. Rogers doc. Oh, who didn't? Yeah. Take a number. Oh, I know people <laughs> that were just like, I didn't get it. What? Yeah. They have or, no souls. Or um, I thought that guy in the wheelchair was... That was an actor. That's when my soul left my body. I know. That was yeah. fucking crazy. Did you cry at Avenue Q? I mean, shot him for it. I had to. Wow. Yeah. That one moved me. That was actually, I think, a year after college. Avenue Q, the puppet, uh, I guess, racier Sesame Street type musical. One of my favorite I, shows I of all time. I feel you dying to do a, a puppet voice. No, but I definitely, Jason Robert Brown's a friend of mine, and he tried. Flex? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He tried to get me an audition for it when I was oh. living out there for a minute. And I was like, I love you. And he guest professed it uh, my last year in college. And then we kept in touch. And then he uh, uh, had me work, help him workshop a few things just to come over, like sing through songs with him when he was writing like Honeymoon in Vegas that Tony Danza ended up doing. So he was like, can you sing through these songs? And uh, and I was like, if you can get me an audition for Avenue Q. Yeah, that's a dream to sing and do puppets. That show's brilliant. Have you not seen it? A dream is to sing and do puppets. That show. Everyone has a dream. Yikes. <laughs> Mine died here. Yeah. Um, all right. So now you're now you're in the thick of it. Yeah. And things shut down, but you adjusted. Thrived. Thrived. Adjusted into thriving. I look. Where I had two shows last night at the haha. Great. Loved it. You know, I miss people. Um, but I don't need to see them again. Well, you're not on Clubhouse. Seeing I people. was on Clubhouse in between sets. Yikes. You're addicted. Um, I'm getting paid is what you mean. Right. But before you were getting paid. Addicted. Right. <laughs> anything. But guess what? Anything you eventually get paid for, you should be addicted to. Right? Like alcohol? Who gets paid to drink? Kobayashi. The guy, the uh, the food. the um, Oh, he loves eating hot way, dogs. What was that? I, don't, um, I think that was a squirrel harvesting for winter. Yeah, or Kobayashi eating a hot dog really fast. Yeah, I love that for us. Addicted or, to eating food. Or uh, Santa braiding his beard. Yes. Who? <laughs> Santa? I know, that was a joke. Oh. Because I'm a Jew. Uh-oh. And growing up, they only had us decorate um, uh, Santa faces with with cotton uh, balls for like the beard. And I remember raising my hand one day, not caring, but just more of like a, I kind of want to ruffle the teacher's feathers being like, is there any like menorahs or anything we can decorate too? And she like was like, uh, uh, uh. Don't ask her about Kwanzaa. Oh, oof, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough go. They were so not woke with the arts and crafts for other religions, but I don't love that for us. Who cares though? Did you really in the back of your well? Pocket, I you're I like, grew up in Jewville, little Israel, basically. Oh, really? So everything was coming up Judaism. Wow. Yeah. This fall on ABC. Mm. So, did yes, you, Adam. Were you? Yes, Papa. Were you bored? <laughs> Uh, during the pandemic, when did Clubhouse? No, you weren't bored. I've never been bored a day in my life. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm a busy person. 
I always am, I don't know if I know how to relax. That cool. actually might. I just when I watch TV, I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. Have the same. Uh, but I try to switch into my brain to thinking you're educating yourself. Yes. And also you need to recharge. Otherwise, and, you can't go back. I mean, I watched Bridgerton. I stood up after episode five. I said, thank you, Shonda Rhimes. And I went to bed. Is that show great? You love time or period pieces? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so pale. You can't tell right now. Actually, do I look tan to you or do I look like a regular skin color? You look a little tanner. Orange? Uh, no, not orange. That's so good to hear. Yeah. But I'm so pale normally. Okay. That it's like, how am I not on a period piece? Right. Yeah. Hey, you crush one of those. I need to use the skin tone for something. Yes. Um, I'm so fascinated by people that were able to really take something out of all this and like turn it into like a next career. Have you always felt like you're someone that's like at the precipice of like cool new things? Like when Snapchat came out or when... I mean, I don't know, new additions to Instagram no. came out. Are you like, cool, new feature, new filter, new um, way to create stuff? I tend to push back against new technology. So why did Clubhouse stick with you? I was going through a, a mini breakup and I became codependent with the app. So the app was out? My boyfriend. The app became my boyfriend. Whoa. The first day I got on Clubhouse, there were two clinical psychologists on the app who talked me through the breakup and explained to me why it, things were never going to work out with this guy. Holy shit. And I did a 180 and then I spent the rest of my life on Clubhouse and because now I almost have 200k followers. You're like one of the top people? Um yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean there's how does it work? I mean there's people with millions but like no, but I'm that's in, from I'm there. in like the top 100 in the US. Crazy. Yeah. But you're also... I'm in the top like 120 globally. That's crazy. It's very it's very crazy. Because you got... So you were in early, right? That is a factor. Well, the app launched in March. I didn't get in until mid-December. But I just literally hustled. And I think I, there was a, a golden era, like a sweet spot, when a, a lot of people just onboarded in December, November, December. And then... There was some sort of magic that happened where people just were freely following each other. And I was going into every, I mean, I was on it 24 hours a day. You were I going into rooms and they were just letting you in and then putting you to the, like what you've done for me so sweetly where you just, someone comes on, you just put them in the stage so they can yeah. talk. Yeah? yeah. People were doing that to you because. Because people started to get to, I mean, I was lying through my teeth. I was saying crazy stuff. There used to be all these millionaire rooms and I'd be like, so when I made my first million. See, that's what I would love to do. It was crazy. Is that type of shit. Oh, fuck. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day -day routine that, uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time uh, at my own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now. They're specialized in depression, 
anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief or relationships, uh, sleeping, which I have a lot of uh, trouble with, trauma, self-esteem, anything that you share with them is confidential. And guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states, available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more, uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some, uh, some, some additional chats in. Uh, there's broad expertise in the network, which may, not, uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional. And above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. Wait, you would... So you would come up with like fake millionaire tales yeah. to like they'd be like so what are your tips and like what are your tips for success in the morning I'd be like well I wake up at five a.m. and I meditate and I write my gratitude list yeah so, and- but how do you maintain <laughs> your cash flow because I'm having a t- you have to have multiple streams of revenue and you need to have online revenue and you have to have regular right, hard regular products live and you, cash yeah and you need to you know be investing in companies that are soon going to IPO and uh, your Bitcoin and your Ethereum and your uh, I was just and you out- were just- hanging i mean and then i would also talk about mental illness a lot which is something people do cling to and now there's rooms which is the truth yeah (laughs) okay it is yeah it is everyone's dealing with that yeah on a certain level don't take this away from me what just being the only mentally ill person here (laughs) oh uh, no i'm not i uh i i have been Look, and I will tr- always be. Yes. But, you know, I, in our I've business, managed. Yes, that's all it is. Is ma- I mean, like you said about waking up and thinking the world's going to end. Yeah, <laughs> that's like normal. When I quarantined uh, in Australia for two weeks, I didn't think about jumping off the balcony every morning. But most mornings. Oh, cute. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Clubhouse is filled with, you know, and I was so, I think you were there the first time I got on it. Did right? Checks you, out. Yeah. I, well, no, you like got into... I saw, I, I, I'd heard Tim Dillon do, I saw, seeing a clip of him doing a show. It's my show. Yeah. Okay. And then I just put it on there and then it's so active with being like, there's rooms like to where if I'm swiping out of it, next thing you know, I'm in it and now I'm in it. And then someone's like, what's up, man? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm either too high or too tired or can't. And I, and then I'm like, fuck. Or then I'll go back in and be like, sorry, I didn't, I wasn't ready to, you know, but you, do you uh, smoke a lot of weed? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. At night. Hot. Yeah. Can't be a day smoker anymore. Can't get can't get done. I uh, mean night but honestly, it's to go to bed, which now sucks. But also to still hang. I don't like to it, it's very because weed is still fun to me. And uh so if I'm just gonna like get high to pass out, that's not fun. I wanna I don't mm-hmm. need it for creativity, but I wanna like if I have to go through and make notes on some podcast stuff, yeah, that'll be fun. And that's like 
or or watch something. Try to watch watch this uh, seaspiracy documentary the other night. That was fun to have a little stony uh, approach. Do you want to go to, back to talking about me? So when I was ten, my <laughs> mom said you can do whatever you want, and my dad was like, "Peace," and I was like, "What peace on earth?" Um, so wait, wait yeah, okay. What? I have a concussion right now. Do you really? Yeah, I went to Cedars. Uh, by the way, I thought before this podcast. No, is that your? That's why I was. You really said late. you had a callback for Geico. Were you at the I hospital? Callback at Cedars. <laughs> yeah, there was a hot doctor. He's like, "Can you come back Hilarious. here?" Um, that's who you're gonna end up with, by the way. A doctor? Yeah. I hope not. Most doctors are actually psychopaths. You know that, right? Ooh, my dad was a doctor. Just retired so for twenty years. Your biological doctor? Yeah. Dad, I have a concussion. <laughs> oh my God, you're... you. You know how I knew I had to go to the emergency room? No. I, I hit my head and I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize how bad until I was on Clubhouse and I was mid-sentence and I couldn't think of any words. I I literally couldn't speak. I was like... Whoa. And like, you have the gift of gab. Ooh. Nothing? I'm two weeks out. No, I'm like a week and a half out from it. It was really bad. I mean, I could tell you all about Cedars, but I thought Cedars is where you go to live. Cedars is where you go to die. Yeah. And I didn't realize that until I got to Cedars. Now I'm never going to Cedars again. I know. I've I, been there for days at ooh, a time. I can't even begin to tell you, but I will tell you that a male nurse thought it was very funny once he found out I was a comedian to be like, hey, so I'm going to take you through the COVID ward. Hold your breath. And I was like, I don't want to go to the COVID ward. Hold your breath? Oh my God. What the fuck? What? <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go on the COVID ward. He's like, it's a shortcut. And I was like, I don't want to. It's like taking like some family who's visiting like a, f uh, a relative in prison being like, pull up your pants. And you're like, what? And yeah, he's like, oh, I'm going to drop a bar of soap here for you. Watch out. And I was like, no way. And then he was like, ha ha. I was like, did you oh, find that that's funny? That's not a ha ha You good, bro? Doc. Sorry. You good, bro? <laughs> Where was Bugs with the what's up doc on that one? Very bad. Um, I went to, I went to theaters fine. in full makeup. And my friend who drove me was like, are, are you off. actually ill? And I was like. I hit my head, but I'm not an idiot. There are doctors here. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Use it. And the problem, Keep it in the, act. the problem is there were no male doctors. Sorry. And I understand that's like a win for us as women, but it was a loss for me. <laughs> You're batting a thousand right now in the last 90 seconds. I just want to tell you that. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, it was a waste of a concussion. Uh, well, there was one male doctor who was super old. And he was doing a, a, a test on my motor functions. Yeah. And he ripped my he socks it? off. Sorry. He ripped my socks off. That like was he, a bad job. That was a fuck. That was a molestation. That was it was bad. uncomfortable, to be honest. What? But we, we just whirled right through it. The joke was or yeah. what happened? No, what what both, Great. honestly. Yeah. Keep going. So uh, he was like an older guy and he came over. He's testing my motor functions. But girls like that, right? How old? He was like 65. You tell me. I, I feel like I hear more girls than not say like. Daddy. Right? To like 50, 60 or no? Is that just eh, two? It, it, that's not my ideal like range. Dennis Quaid's like what? Like 58? <sighs> I'd fuck Dennis Quaid. That's what I'm saying. So, he's friends with Brent, Brent Moore and hit him up. Uh-oh. Um, I'm so looking for a husband though. I'm not, like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm ready yeah, for that okay. level of commitment. So he's testing your motor skills. So he's testing my motor skills and he rips my socks off like he is expecting to see my pussy. Like that's how excited he was. <laughs> I was like, dude, yeah, you're gonna have to pay to see the money makers. Very funny jokes. Rip my <laughs> socks off like he was trying to see my pussy is so funny. It was crazy, dude. I have a because huge... by the way, like yeah. what guy ever is just like? Well, I guess no. I guess if the, you're getting down to business, the socks are he a was part like, of the <sighs> like making that. <laughs> <laughs> it, I was like, um, you, really? Those are my money makers. You got to pay, dude. 
got a four out of five stars on yeah. Feedopedia or whatever it is. <laughs> okay, so then what? He was making you? No, it was it was just very odd. And I was like, thank God my toe, like. Your toes are fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I don't feel better. Well, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Clubhouse is now. I could talk about cedars, by the way. I know. That's a separate podcast because <sighs> I have too many cedars. Like, everyone comes in here to talk about cedars. Yeah. Are you sponsored by cedars? I mean, I don't know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I, Honestly, that's a really that's smart placement for us. You know what? Juice. We're like, well, Cedar Sinai. Yeah, just any hospital yeah. to sponsor us. <laughs> totally, it's a good look. Uh, so when you're going on Clubhouse now, you're yeah. you're in the top 120 in the world, and you're you get to moderate rooms. You're creating rooms. What do you love about it though? Like, what is it like? And I've asked you this, and you're not making money from it. I'm truly, because I, dude, I was on a stage yesterday with Edward Snowden. It's crazy. 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 So give me your top five things you love about it, and then I want to hear a few things that you. Uh, I will tell you what I want to tell you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Clubhouse is an extremely powerful tool and a lot of people are underestimating how powerful it is. I'm going to speak for the people that I think have gotten on in and out, almost like the people I said that moved to LA for two years and then bounce. There's times when I get on and I haven't given it a chance and I hear humble braggers and and people that are um, speaking about things I don't think they have all the, um, the, the, the baggage and experience to speak on. And then I go, well, you haven't, and then I'll get, and then I dip out and then I go, and I've been in the comedy rooms, which I love your shows. And then I actually got into one and listened and stay, stuck around for a little bit and was like, oh, I get it now. This is so informative. Some of the things I'm listening to, because I guess in my eyes, I was always like, if I'm on it, I need to be interactive. I need to be making jokes. You let me in the first few times to rooms that were like, thanks, but all like women oriented and like, you know, still kind of with a comedic influence but i was definitely not reading the room and making jokes and then your friend nicole who's also um uh you know up there with you mm -hmm. was was like okay let's get back on track she said that must have said that four or five times to me after jokes and you would laugh and then i was like all right at least leah's on my side but i'm <laughs> definitely not in the right room right now so then i was so that's your experience is your experience is your experience right it's whatever you are giving but would you the say time your experience to. is your experience or would you say it's your experience it's your experience we'll be right back okay <laughs> So, but you know what I mean though, right? Yeah. How much, like when people come to LA and they go, you know, I went to Disneyland, it was raining, we were here for four days, LA fucking blows. You go, well, you came on the worst time, the weather sucked because it could sense your shitty attitude you brought on the airplane, and uh, you were here for four days. You didn't give it a chance. So that's how I feel I am with Clubhouse. Dating you seems like a nightmare. It's awesome. Like every 30 seconds, you're a different person. You're like, I know I'm Elmar Fudd. <laughs> First of all, do a good Elmer Fudd. I'd actually, so I'm like, I don't even know what Elmer Fudd sounds Here's like. Here's why I'd be a nightmare. I'd constantly be correcting your impressions. An impression corrector. <laughs> Oof, nothing worse. Kiefer Sutherland is going to play that on Fox next year. Mm. Remember those noises? Remember when people used to do that? Yeah. And it would drive you crazy? Yeah. Dating me. Anyway. So <laughs> that was a very real statement. But it's always fun. It's always no... Here's don't, why. Don't you think comedians shouldn't date each other? Who? Comedians. I don't know. There's some great examples. There are a couple that are working out very well. Yeah. I I think it's too fighting too much for, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a balance between like fighting for airtime, but then also like constantly trying to like 
the good times are, but then from my experience with some of the people I know that have dated and it's not worked, there's someone's eventually gonna do that. And then the people that I know, it's that shattered it. So you gotta be secure if you're the one that's like. Yeah. Hey, I'm trying to, um, if you're like six two, financially secure, have a job, a car, possibly a place to live, would that kill you? Um, can you meet a guy? DMs. Can you meet? Are you meeting these guys on Clubhouse? Oh my god! Have you gone on Clubhouse? I'm, dates? Not, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm getting hit up so much. Good. It's annoying. It, yeah. It's annoying. I'm like I'm working. You know, I haven't. I have. Uh, been very active on my professional life and have not even gone on a date in over four and a half months since the quasi breakup. Yep. I'm just focused and it's worked in my benefit, you know? Can you explain? I cut you off. We can so go back sorry. to Clubhouse. About Clubhouse, okay. what you said you wanted to tell me about. I love Clubhouse. Yeah. And it has given me a springboard that I didn't have before. Thanks, bud. I felt very stuck, like a cog in the machine, mm. you know, just like a hamster on the wheel. And I, you know, without sounding like a braggart, I just think that there's a pecking order in LA that makes it very difficult for people to be seen. Yeah. And even if you're super funny, you still have to wait for the, someone to okay you, for another person to okay you, for another person to okay you. And this just gave me a platform to speak and people find me funny. And there, At the I end just, of the day, your true talent shine through. Well, that's the thing is that, and I'm not going to name names, but people come on my shows and bomb. It's because they've been living off their charisma or their name for a long time. And the people who write jokes and their jokes are good do really well on here. And I mean, I'm doing these shows now every day at 12.05, yeah. the afternoon to like come show. That. And comedians are getting tipped and I'm helping people get back to work. And I'm making like 300 bucks great. every time. And you got a you shout know? out on Rogan, which was great. Cause he, has he been on rooms with you? He was on Clubhouse one time and he was like, my friend Lee is in the audience. Can you bring her up? And Tim Dillon begrudgingly brought me up. And then it was like Eric Weinstein, Naval, Lex Friedman, so see, that's what's Paul, the owner of the founder of the app. There's no right or wrong way uh, well, I'm sorry, there, to Eateresis. There's no right. Um, no, I'm not you didn't. sponsored by them. I had to. Fuck. Yikes. Uh, sponsored by Cedars. Yeah. Um, to get uh, going with any of this, and especially yeah. to meet meeting people is a big part of what we do. And you found this like avenue to do it in a way where it's like, I mean, that is so crazy. Where it's like you and Joe probably haven't kicked it socially, right? A couple times at the store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at the store. Right. Um. But, you know, now he moved to Texas and it's super limited. I think Joe's really awesome. Yeah. Every conversation I've ever had with him, I've loved. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. He's a he's a true artist and businessman. Yeah. Together. Yes. And I think that's what a lot of artists in L.A. are missing. And it's the business savvy side. Yeah. Yeah. And I respect him beyond belief. Hey, guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. You know, who hasn't been standing in the wine aisle just staring at the shelves like a dum-dum? Do you want a California red or maybe uh, a, a white from Oregon, something organic, something with flavor, or just a really nice label? It's intimidating. It's overwhelming. It's embarrassing. People are like, dude, does that guy not even know how to pick out beverages? Thankfully, there's First Leaf, a better way to discover wine at a fraction of the price that you'll find in any store. First Leaf is a fully customizable wine club. That's pretty cool, being a part of a club that has to do with wine. I've never been in a wine club, but now I am because First Leaf sends curated boxes of wine that are perfect for you. 
and they have more award-winning wine than anyone else. With First Leaf, there's no guesswork, no misguided recommendations from an employee who doesn't know what you like or what they're even doing on earth, and there's no frustration on your part. Each wine shipment is entirely customized to your unique palate and preferences. Unlike big box wine memberships, First Leaf uses a one-of-a-kind algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. The more wine you taste and review, the better the shipments get. First Leaf works directly with the world's best winemakers, not only to find the best wines available, but to pass the savings on to you, the consumer, saving you up to 60% off retail. The convenience of First Leaf is what got me hooked. Again, like, I tell them what I like. I like a little bit of a sweeter Chardonnay, a little bit of a more, uh, you know, just thicker-based um, Pinot, uh, a red that's got a little bit of a bite to it. They get all that going for you. So look, save time, money, and stress with First Leaf, the wine club designed with you in mind. And I meant that to rhyme. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine. Holy shit, six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. All you got to do is go to tryfirstleaf.com slash ALN to get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash ALN. And now back to the episode. So you're meeting all these crazy people. Do you feel like the it's translating into real relationships and it friendships? It is translating into yeah. real relationships and friendships. And it's on you though, after you meet someone in one of these rooms to follow up, right? Right. And are you usually the one to do that? Or do you, does someone because of, you it's know, combination. Your, your numbers, yeah. It's a combination. And a lot of people are hitting me up for a million things now, which is cool. I mean, I got a phone call this morning from someone I've been trying to get a hold of for years professionally who told me that he spoke to a network about a certain thing for me and he was like I just hope you're taking my calls in a little bit from now cool you know and I was like you hope I'm taking your calls yeah you know and I I don't know what's gonna happen you know I'm I'm always just kind of like trying to be present and stop future tripping so much and it's been a really long journey and I'm very grateful for everything Clubhouse has already given me. It's given me a platform, it's given me a community, it's given me a voice and I'm not going to stop anytime soon and I just continue to amplify the voices of other comedians mm. and help other comics get back to work and get seen and heard. And I think this is an incredible platform for a variety of reasons and I also think for mental health reasons it's really important. We just need connection right now and this creates real connections with people. I mean, I've met people on Clubhouse that I then meet in the real real world, and it feels, we don't even skip a beat. Wow. Because you're talking to someone's soul. You can facetune a photo, you can um, have someone ghostwrite your novel, you can have something scripted for you, but when you're in real time, you're having conversations with people. You, that's not, you can't fake it. Mm. So you are who you are and people like you for you and your personality. And I think that's what makes this app shine brightly. And it's so different from all the other apps. Everything else is post it, walk away. This is you have to be present in real time. And really have communication with people in a way that I don't think that we're used to in social media. So I feel very lucky and grateful and fortunate. I think it was a tornado of all the right events happening at the right time stars aligning for me it was the breakup it was the the uh, had a great experience in the first room i went to and then i got in at the right time and then i was just me and things just are falling into place now because that's something that is a key point where it's like there's no extra fluff you have your profile there people can look at your shit yeah but about being present it's like that's how you're gaining any sort of momentum right is being just real and you and then people 
hopefully picking up on that and wanting to continue to be around it, right? Yeah. Um, who are some of the coolest people you've met that you're like, whoa, I can't believe I'm in a room with them or I'm talking to them and you know what I'm saying? Like Amber Rose whoa. now follows me on Instagram. Whoa. She's fucking so cool, man. Amber's the realist. Paris Hilton follows me on Clubhouse. Whoa. Snoop Dogg doesn't follow me yet. But you've been in rooms with him a lot. But I'll get there. That's Snoop. crazy. I want to smoke with Snoop so bad. Um, if you can organize that. I mean, we'll see what I can do. But I'm sure, actually. Steve Aoki follows me on there. Whoa. It's what a, are some of the most uh, eye-opening, uh, jaw-dropping conversations you've had with people you never thought you would be in the same room with, let alone the same planet? Well... <sighs> It's hard to say because some of them are conversations and some of them are conversations I never got to speak in, right? Like when Zuckerberg came on the app or when Bieber's on the app. What? Or, oh, yeah. Everyone's coming on. And it, it might just be because they want to see what's going on. Like Lindsay Lohan's on the app now. It's a really interesting landscape. And I, I think uh, Andrew Yang was on the app. Wow. And they were talking all about him and, you know, New York and what he's planning on doing there and I think that <laughs> I, I I just am very excited I'm laughing because I feel like all of a sudden I'm looking back at all of this insanity that's happened in the last few months yeah. where I'm like oh my god actually when you zoom out this is crazy my mind is blown yeah my mind is blown yeah I feel very grateful for this Dane Cook just got on the app and you know he started following me and sent me a message and I didn't have access to Dane before I didn't have access to a lot of people before. Yeah. But the way that the app works is just like any other app. You know, there are TikTok stars, there are Instagram stars, there are Twitter stars. I don't know, you know, yeah. but there are Clubhouse stars. And whether or not I'm one of them is to be determined. But, you know, I've I've been able to meet a lot of really interesting people from around the world. That's what's really cool. And I have friends impact. who I could just call and be like, hey, I'm on my way to Berlin. Can I crash on your couch? Whoa. Hey, I'm on my way to Mauritius. That Can you I crash on your couch? That you like, haven't hey. met or been around live, but you feel that, I mean, I guess it's, you feel like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I start FaceTiming with people, you know, oh, because yeah, yeah. you want to get to know them. I'm yes. like, I spend so much time with you now. We should probably yeah. know each other at this point, Whoa. you know. I have friends in Australia that I talk to every day. That's so crazy. It's wild. And I think the international component is something that we've been missing as a community. Mm. I feel when you're in LA, don't you feel so LA centric? Yeah. I feel disconnected from the rest oh, yeah. of the world. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I don't think I would have cared. I was just so in my bubble, going to mics, doing shows, going to auditions. Yeah. Being locked or uh, stuck in a bubble is I think the biggest um, uh, the biggest what's the word I'm looking for I don't know uh, downside to being in a place where you feel like you have everything which is LA right like yeah. I mean where else would you you perform for people from all over the world at the comedy store but you're not you're not like, connecting with them really yeah. you're not becoming friends with fans and going to their houses in France you know but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Pussy Riot was on the app and was talking all about the experience of getting acid thrown face and almost going blind from it, just be speaking out about human rights and being an activist. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, 10 years ago, I was in an art exhibit in New York City with Alex Gray and Cosm, the Chapel oh, wow. of Sacred Mirrors. Yeah. And then I got a message from them yesterday saying, hey, we're doing our NFT drop. Can you come to our room? And I was like, whoa. whoa. 
quo, you know, and it's very weird to me. You know, Kai? Kai Arns? No. Uh, Buddies with Jeff Ross? Oh, yeah. Digital artist? Yeah. I helped Kai do his NFT drop. Whoa. And our clubhouse room, he sold so many pieces because of the actual people on clubhouse. People came because they know me. Yeah. And then I talked all about Kai. He's an incredible artist. I love him and he is an amazing human being. And Kai is one of the applicants for the Dear Moon mission Mm. where a a billionaire is going to take eight civilians around the moon on a six day journey and there's a very intensive application process and they're leaving in 2024 and Kai has gotten through a couple rounds of applications and so as part of his process he made a couple of space themed NFTs and so non-fungible token for anyone who's not on the blockchain and into crypto art uh uh-oh I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) don't fucking know I won't even go too much into this now you know uh, I feel like everyone part two part two Um, moral of the story is it's a very powerful tool and I've seen, I've, I'm watching careers being made and I'm watching stars be born and I hope I'm one of them. You're on your way. It's yeah. very cool. Thank it's you. very cool that you, uh, I didn't even know that it was that late that you got involved. That's even more special because that's like got in like anything, gave yourself over to it, committed to it. You know, like we said, like got a little addicted, which yeah. is like. Another word for uh, it's, I think, a more positive way to look at like, yeah, um, you know, grinding with it and being committed. Um, and then you were you because that's what comes through. And it's like this is what people are responding to. Well, not... the founders of the app are so cool. Yeah. I Paul literally shouts me out in every town hall and credits me with bringing comedy onto the app. Well, when there's like a show you're doing, I'm like, this is crazy. There's you can just go on and perform for a thousand people in the afternoon. That's bonkers. 15,000 people came through our afternoon show the other day. 15,000 people. Came through, okay. So you're tracking all the dads and stuff oh, too. You know, you're, you're all about that. I'm trying to be an artist and a business person. Yeah, good and, and And because I have to be. Are people mentoring you and stuff? Are you like asking I'm starting. I'm and... starting to get mentored, yeah. which is exciting. And I'm. Um, it's, it's been a very interesting learning curve for me. I'll tell you that much. I, I've had to move faster than I ever expected. That means that's a good sign. Thank you. In any business, I think. Right? Do you ever understand the feeling of feeling like you're in slow motion, but at the same time, when you zoom out, everything is moving at the speed of light? Oh, yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. There's no way to... I feel like I'm crawling in my skin. Yeah. You just have to like put on an extra seatbelt and fucking put on sun... There's a saying here. We'll edit Sunscreen it in. Sunscreen in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man. All right. Well, part one out of the way. We'll oh, do a part two because okay. we scratched the surface. Yeah. I mean, barely. Yeah. But now, see, now it's, it's. I feel fortunate that, you know, live friendship, real, prior to Clubhouse. Yeah. But also, very cool that there are people in your life that will have met you on this and that will get to know you live in the flesh. Crazy. It's the I world agree. we live in. It is the world we live in. It's the internet age. Yeah, but this. Cl- but that's uh, isn't that what isn't that what dating is? Yeah. Meeting people online and then meeting in person. Yeah, and then getting married to them. And they're just trusting that they're not going to murder you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. with anything. Like, how do we know Rashad's not going to fucking you know just be like, dude, you guys are two minutes over. I'm going to fucking snap you in half. Oh my god, are you going to snap us in half? I should be so lucky. That- <laughs> He's a fucking teddy bear. That's how that I'll, glare that's he how, just gave you. That's how I'll lose weight. <laughs> is if you snap me in half. <laughs> <laughs>
you're fine. That means it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> all right, this was great. That was how when you say, what's wrong? And say, Nothing. Are you okay? I'm fine. <sighs> Not you're, fine. You're triggering me right now. Nothing's fine. <laughs> I've had girls in the past that just won't let me even try to help. I'm about to walk all over what, you, Adam. Yeah, and what I'm trying to do, all right, I got to tell you the story when we get off here. Uh, <laughs> at Leah Lamar on social media. Yeah, and on Clubhouse. <sighs> Man. See you on Clubhouse. Crushing the game. See you on Clubhouse. That's a new saying, right? I have shows literally every day, multiple times a day. Okay, great. Yeah, you're crushing it. You're creating great rooms. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Okay. Lee, you're the best. Love you. Great to see you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>